Nieves. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Spencer, and here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Ethan Wilson. What up? And this is a podcast where we recommend a movie to the other one that the other one hasn't seen. We watch it, and we discuss it here. This week, I picked Stranger Than Fiction, starring Will Ferrell, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Dustin Hoffman, Queen Latifah, and Emma Thompson. And it's about Will Ferrell's character. He started to realize that he is being narrated one day and then tries to figure out why, especially when he finds out he's going to die and wants to figure out what is going on. And just to start off, this is not like just a typical Will Ferrell comedy movie like we're all familiar with, like, you know, Anchorman, Teldegan Knights, Step Brothers, etc. This is a full-on drama. There are jokes in it, but it's just different. I first saw this movie around the time when it came out back in 2006. Uh, I was a, I was and still am a pretty big Will Ferrell fan, and it was nice to see him in something other than a comedy. You know, I had, at that point, I'd seen Anchorman like 20 times, and mm-hmm. it was a nice change. Were you aware of this yeah. movie at all? No. No? Okay. Nope, no idea. Okay, cool. What did you? What were your initial reactions to it? Did you like it? Well, I am kind of the opposite of what you just said. Uh-huh. I like Anchorman, but I could really take it or leave it with any other Will Ferrell movie ever. Fair enough. Like, I've just never been much of a fan of his movies. I like him on SNL. Uh-huh. I think he's very good oh, yeah. at ske- sketch comedy, and it's obvious because I mean, there's the uh, the cowbell Mm -hmm. sketch there's the sketch where he's the fashion designer with the tiny a lot of tiny uh, cell telephone there's he was great as as alex trebek i mean he's he's great on snl i just anchorman's very funny i've always wondered how much it was him having steve carell and paul rudd and all the one guy that plays todd packer oh that's david on the office yeah, David Kettner. He's got a very strong cast, and and uh, what's her face from Married with Kids, Christina Applegate. Uh, Christina Applegate. Yeah. You know, all those people are very funny. Yes. Um. So he's not having to carry the load on it. And then in Step Step Brothers, it's, he's got John C. Riley. Yep. And the guy from Parks and Rec. I don't know what his name is the brother in Step Brothers. Oh yeah, Adam Scott. Yeah. 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 He's in it. He's very funny. Talladega Nights, he's got Talladega Nights, he's got John C. Riley again. Yeah. So he seems to bank off a lot of the cast with him being good. Not that he's not funny, because yeah. he is funny. It's just he he has really it's like, you know He's got his crew uh, kind of. 
Yeah, he's got a very good supporting cast. And, and, and all of those movies are either written or directed and produced by Adam McKay, who is also his writer, part writing partner on SNL. So like they, yeah, you know, this was one so of the he knows, first. He knows big the ones. he yeah he knows the buttons to hit with Will Ferrell that Will Ferrell hits beats on. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. You do something good, and people pay you millions of dollars to do it <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't fix it if it's not broken. Yeah. Just do it over and over again. This movie, you know, I am not the biggest fan of funny guys doing their drama thing. Like Jim Carrey's fine. Yeah, I like the Truman Show. Um, I missed out on the one that we did earlier this year or last oh, year yeah, because of Eternal I was I was yeah I was out with COVID. I haven't seen Man. Is it Man on the Moon? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen that one. So, but I mean, Jim Carrey's done some other kind of like goofy yeah. drama stuff. And then Robin Williams he's, also had, like, you know. And Robin Williams, yeah. Robin Williams like is, is good. Um, he did, was that uh, movie where he's like the 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 old, the old kid that ages way too Oh, fast. Jack. Dude, that movie Jack. was weird. That's, I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's a tearjerker ending though, man. Yeah. It gets you. It pulls your heartstrings. Yeah. I never felt sorry for Will Ferrell in this movie. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I just, he was very boring to me. <laughs> well, that's the point of his character. And and I'll actually get into that a little bit. You know, he is, you know, his character is just, he's just a boring one-dimensional IRS agent until he meets this girl. Well, first until it won't Well, he until he, start, he figures out he's going to get killed by yeah. a narrator. The, well, the narration thing really kind of throws him off his game, that for, for starters. Yeah. And then, and then meeting, um... Anna, Maggie's character, yeah. that also... And then he probably wouldn't have reacted so much if he didn't hear the internal narration dialogue about how he feels about her just looking at her. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. he was, like, listening to the... Like, as... You know, we'll, we'll get into it later, but I'll just say it now. Like, as, you know, the scene where he's, like, staring at her, her boobs, for <laughs> lack of a better way to even say that, and he's he's staring at her ogling her while listening to the voice in his head that's you know basically telling him how he's feeling in a way and so that was just that had to be yeah weird. it's narrating his his ogling yeah and that's pretty funny. um but i mean i didn't like this movie i didn't dislike this movie okay. it was like it's like right in the like when you're doing one of those like like strongly agree, strongly disagree surveys. It's the it's middle. the middle one. Yeah. For me, I <laughs> I'm in a strongly one. agree. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Maybe it was just 18 year old me just really loving this. Actually, I was 17 when this came out, so I wasn't 18 yet. Anyways, and yeah, I don't know. I just loved it. I I it because I had seen a lot of Jim Carrey dramas before this, and uh-huh. seeing another you know comedic actor cross over into the dramatic. And I, I thought yeah, it, and I, I thought it was really good. I was talking to our good friend Matt, who was on the Midsummer episode, about this movie a little bit, and I said Jake really digs these like comedian drama. I mean, it's I just, love it. It's, it's them trying something different. Yeah, and that's cool. Um, they don't normally hit with me very well. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is. I just. It's not that I'm not interested. I watch them like 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 I said, the Truman Show is great. I yeah. like the Truman Show a lot. But every other other one I've seen, like this one, um, stuff like I just never come back to it. Okay. 
I guess. I like it a lot better when they're doing drama stuff and they're still leaning in like Andy Samberg did with Palm Springs. Yeah, they, he's like they lean still heavily into the comedy. Into being, he's still leaning into being funny, and then it's like a heartfelt movie. Yeah. Okay. Intertwined with it, rather than like Will Ferrell zinging here and there. Yeah. But it's more it's more situational. Mm-hmm. Like this is awkward. Yeah. Or he's just not understanding life type of a thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's much different than what his normal style is, which is very quippy and, you know, he's got a lot of he he zings all over the place. Um, he's very he's got a lot of very quotable comedic lines in his other movies. Yeah. You know, and like you said, this character, the nature of this character is kind of a sad sack. Yeah. And to begin with. And we'll we'll t- I'll touch on that a little bit later, but let's get right into the dislikes. I mean, I even wrote a, quite a bit and mostly some of it is just things about what the characters do and some of the movie things. So actually I'll let you go first with your first one. Okay. Maggie Gyllenhaal just grabbing baked goods out of that case barehanded. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I'm not shopping there. Yeah. Put on, use a little wax paper or put on gloves, lady. Yeah, Come on. Seriously. Especially now in the world that we live in currently. Yeah. I was, I just, that stuff to me sticks out. That's a, never, really no bad. thanks. I'm yeah, not gonna. Uh, <laughs> it's like I was in Miami, Oklahoma, where I grew up yesterday. Um, with I went up there with my mom. She had to do some stuff. <laughs> and, you know, we drove by a, a Chinese food restaurant, which is a buffet restaurant in Miami. And it was just the parking lot was full. And I'm just like, you know, no thanks. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Stuff that was like in a pre-COVID world you didn't think about. Yeah. Now just sticks out like a sore thumb. And stuff like this in this movie where she's just barehanded grabbing food out of case. I was like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally feel that. <laughs> uh, my first one was for someone who is so numbers driven and does everything down to calculated seconds. He still all he still basically almost misses his bus every day. It's like why not just start your day a little bit sooner and not miss the bus, not have to run. You know, it's like yeah, he counts all of his seconds and steps, but just you know, leave like two minutes earlier. You won't miss the bus. Like yeah, he hops on the bus and like it immediately him, takes off. Yeah, him trying to be precise and on the nose with everything because it's like with the with the math problem that he does in his head. When he comes into the office, he can just wrap it off in his head, and it's correct. And then when he does it again later on, he makes the mistake because he's not totally focused. Yeah. that That's um, actually a fun fact that I didn't write down. Did you write it down about the numbers? No. Okay, so this is just a bonus fun fact early. The first answer was actually correct, and his second guessing himself, that's the wrong answer. Yeah, dude, you always go with your gut, bro. You never you – never... Yeah. You never answer, you never go to a race. Just go with what you think immediately. Yeah. Most of the time you're right. All right. You got another, you got more dislikes? Yeah. Um, the, the, scene, the scene where he plays the guitar in Anna's house, picks yeah. up that acoustic guitar that has been sitting there for God knows how long, just immediately in tune. Yep. Way to go. Ready, ready to play <laughs> that song that they picked for this movie, which, again, is really worth the character. It's kind of a boring song. It's like a little pop, yeah. it's like a pop song. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, before before this movie, I've, I've never heard it either. Yeah, and it makes sense that that's what he would pick to play. Like, out of all the songs in the world, that that's the one that he chose to learn on guitar was yeah. this kind of, like, simple, mundane Two chords. rock song. Um, a lot so. of people think it's because he's left-handed and has to play a left-handed guitar normally, yeah. and he's playing a right-handed guitar in this one. Yeah. People just think it's because of that. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was more of the limitations of Will Ferrell actually being able to play the guitar right-handed, yeah. and the time mm-hmm. that they had to do this movie, um, than it is like, and they just lumped it in like, well, this character's boring, so obviously he would pick a song. It's not super duper exciting to play, so that's fine. Yeah. I just the it was the he picked up the guitar and there was no like, they couldn't even bother to just like him go like any tuning at all. They she just picked yeah. up that guitar and started playing, and it perfectly sounded perfectly fine. In his defense, he's also a rookie guitar player, so his first inclination might not be to tune. Well, so. yeah, but it's—I mean, the guitar sounds great. Yeah, the guitar. Yeah, exactly. I—I <laughs> I, I definitely understand and agree with your point. That is hilarious because <laughs> my guitar is probably, you know, a little bit, you know, flat as well. Um, my next dislike wasn't exactly a dislike of the movie, just a personal dislike. Having—I work in a an office where we have a room. We actually have two rooms of nothing but files. And seeing that gigantic, almost like basketball court size room of just boxes of files gave me just some mild anxiety. I'm just like, oh no, that yeah, that was the, so much. The right next door to that box, that that box room that they have is Bruce Wayne's box room in the in the Dark Knight Rises after the I know. his mansion gets torn up. It's just that white <laughs> room of lights, and then next door to that is the weird guy from grandma's boy his his place that he hangs out and rides his little segway around it's just they're all it's just like you want to you want to rent a bright white room here we go we're right here that's the same it's it's probably the same one they use for all that and all those music videos as well yeah i was watching (laughs) i was watching a show at uh i was over at my mom's house recently and i was watching a show with greg her husband and he was watching a show and they were outside of this house and i was like oh that's Dom Toretto's house in the Fast and the Furious movies. They just yeah. have, you know, in L.A., because L.A. is so expensive to film at, they have, like, like a handful of different spots to film at. Yeah. Always. You got another one? Yeah. And this was more of just a nitpick uh-huh. of Will Ferrell being the sad, lonely, like, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character personality is way too like attractive for him like he's yeah. cut she's out of it way like way way out of his league where it was almost unbelievable that she would oh, ever yeah. be interested in a boring irs agent despite so him I, being like sweet like a sweet person yeah i i wrote down as in my observation that says i think the big change in her attitude towards him changed on the bus when he apologized and that stutter really and she mentioned that you know he stuttered because it kind of sold it to show that he was being genuine and was unintentional and then and then seeing him progressively let down his guard. So that's just my explanation for it. But, you know, the, the other thing you sent me will not talk about is hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we'll just let people guess about that. Uh, but, yeah, so I agree. He She's definitely way out of his league. I mean, I see that. I'm just like, yep, I feel you. <laughs> anyways. Uh, my next one is she just commits tax fraud and expects nothing out of it and then makes him out to be the bad guy. And then I said, also, fun fact, you can't just not allow someone to audit your business if you've committed tax fraud. She's basically speed running how to get her business closed and end up in jail. And then I said, although her reasons for not paying those specific taxes are more nice and moral, but if you run a business, you can't do that. You're an easy target for an audit, especially if you're a restaurant. And then I also wrote, pro tip, you want to be helpful if you're being audited. The less time an agent has to, uh, you know, look through all of your stuff, the better. You know, the faster it's, the faster they're in and out, the better. 
me having I haven't been audited myself, but I've had to send stuff to auditors in in on behalf of my clients. Anyways, yes. So don't do what she does and find other ways to contribute to the greater cause, you know. No, fight the man. Don't listen to Jake. Listen to me. Don't go to jail. Don't listen to Jake. Listen to me. I work I I said stuff to the IRS all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you got more? Jake's a narc. Don't don't listen to Jake. <laughs> I won't drop the dime on anybody, man. <laughs> No, I don't have any more. Those were the okay. three things that I... I'll, I'll burn through a lot of my dislikes. I said, Harold is a super awkward as hell IRS agent. Still somehow has more game than I do. You know, on the, the scene on the bus, he just got that clever little banter. If I tried that, I'd just be like... <clears throat> I just be ch- <clears throat> it would not land. It would be way worse than that. I mean, yeah, it's a movie, but I just figure I'd just take a, you know, a shot at myself. And then... Probably one of my biggest dislikes is when after he's done finishing his audit process and, you know, his looking up through the boxes, you know, and she puts all those cook, those extra cookies in a box for him to take home. And they're just, he's standing at the door. She's standing at the thing like, you should just leave. Don't bother buying it. The box of cookies disappears off the counter and none Ooh, of them move. Continuing. And I was just like, oh, my there. gosh, that's God. And I was like, what the heck? That is... That is just continuity error 101. It's just like, come on, guys. And then I said, the poor guy denied himself the simple leisure leisure of learning guitar for his entire life. That's not even that hard to do. You know, he just denied it himself. And then moving on, I wrote uh, Emma Thompson's character. Was it was it Karen? It, or, it was Karen because I thought that was funny. Yeah. But this is back in the day before Karen's were known as Karen. Karen Anyways, just Karen's just she's out there still trying using to kill a typewriter. People. What's that? It's like Karen, a Karen's just out there trying to kill somebody. Yeah, <laughs> she does kind of have that haircut too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she's using a typewriter, but I guess you know it is 2004, 2005 when they filmed it. But still, I mean, computers are mainstream by then, and and then I'm just like, maybe it's a magic typewriter. Maybe that's the catalyst for why. She's magically writing stories about. Real I guess people. that I guess that's another problem that I have with this movie. Is this lady, like unknowingly the Grim Reaper or something? I need a little bit of explanation of why this guy is going to die because she's writing about him. There's yeah. nothing like I don't. I would like to know a little bit. That would probably have pulled me in a little bit. Like it'd be like a, like a accident or he wishes something and I don't know what he, and- what they could have done. But any insight into why he specifically was the subject of her story because she was unknowing that that he was a real person yeah um any insight to why or how that happened would have been great like queen latifah maybe being the the kind of connecting point there or something because that's what i thought she was at first when they first introduced karen and then queen latifah I thought it was like a Grim Reaper situation because she's standing uh-huh. on that building. Yeah. Messing with the stuff under her. Uh, so it's like they de- they were thinking about doing that and then decided not to. Mm-hmm. So I wish they would have just explained it better or at yeah. all. They didn't really explain well, it at all. And then when she, after she meets Harold, you know, she's laying on her, her table like, if this guy is real, 
did I actually kill any other real people like in her previous books? And I thought that was very interesting. It's just like maybe she had that thought of what if I've been just killing real people? <laughs> I thought that was interesting. But I, I like that they added that into uh, the movie as like a, oh my gosh, if he's real, what if somebody else was? Yeah, like someone having like a real human reaction to finding out you might have actually killed people. Yeah. And then, so I have two more dislikes. I said, first of all, that kid is just riding his bike recklessly all over the place. And when he, you know, goes in front of the bus stop, why not just go left? There's so much room over there. There's nobody back there on the sidewalk. You could just go around the bus stop on the left side and nobody has to jump into the street to save the kid. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Also, That's just... who gives their kid a bike and just lets them ride all across New York City? Dude, it was, oh yeah. I mean, I won't, yeah, I won't defend that. It was just, you know, <laughs> that time. Cause I remember I had a lot of freedom when I was younger with my bike, but I was still, you know, but limited. You're not going to be, around. you're not riding around downtown Manhattan no, <laughs> on a all. bicycle. But yeah, that was way too much. And then my last one was F that doctor. He said, what you did was good, stupid, but good or whatever. It's just like, how is that stupid? He saved a kid's life, you know, and survived. That, yeah, that's stupid. Good job. I just thought, just that one off-put line. I'm just like, what an idiot, doctor. But, <laughs> what an idiot, doctor. What anyways. an idiot, doctor. <laughs> what an idiot, doctor. He doesn't know anything with his degree. <laughs> He's just trying to mislead us. Anyways, so that was all of my dislikes. Did you like much about this movie? Or, like, do you I have likes? I have a few likes. I have quite a bit. The bakery booing Will Ferrell was funny to me, just because I would like to boo Will Ferrell. <laughs> And I mean, I don't mean to keep harping on this guy, but his character was just so mad to me. I was just like waiting for him to die, just yeah. anticipating it, kind of hoping so I could see what was going to happen with the rest of this movie, because obviously that's like the culmination and mm -hmm. there's a lot of him like just kind of walking around doing things yeah. in this movie that don't really do serve any purpose. And like I said earlier, I was confused as to why why he's picked and why this lady doesn't know. I don't know. It was just confusing to me. I needed to know the supernatural side of this. Yeah, and that's something that will always kind of be confusing and a mystery even to me. But I think it's just, you know, the title of her book is just Death and Taxes, and those are things that everybody has to deal with. You know, even... You know, and specifically, even somebody as boring as an IRS auditor, you know, you know, even he has to die at some point and then stuff like that. I but did yeah. like uh, the little detail of um, Dustin Hoffman asking Will Ferrell if he counted his steps walking into the thing because he plays Rain Man. Yeah. OK. I had that in my my uh, fun facts. But yeah, good old Dustin That's just Hoffman. hilarious. And he just keeps up. Did you? Did you count the tiles in the bathroom? Did you count this? Because, yeah, over the rain, rain Man, you know, that's <laughs> all the toothpicks, and he can just look down and count them all real quick. Yeah. And then Abed rain does man. the same thing in Shout Community. out Rain Man. Sh also a great song by Eminem. <laughs> uh, let's see. For my first one, his coworkers treating him like a human calculator, and that reminds me of my old professor at Barclay, Lee Anders. He'd basically be like that. He, he would just be like, oh, let's just put it this random number with this percentage, and he would just know it. It's just like, 
does he did he pre-plan that? Because somebody just shouted that number out. He just calculated the percent real quick, and it's just like that dude. That dude just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I liked the part where he's looking at guitars, and they uh, the narrator kept kept saying all the funny things about the types of people that play those guitars. Like she said, uh-huh. uh, that one screams. I wear a lot of like lycra or something as that <laughs> white vi- flying V, and then the one on yeah. the the one on the wall that was the double neck Jimmy Page Gibson, she said, compensating. I'm compensating for something. Guess what? <laughs> I really liked all of that commentary about the when he was looking over the guitars, and then he finds that that rundown green Fender, and she's like, "Yeah, this is it's punk rock. That's what yeah. that's what he wanted is yeah. to is to be punk." And the the little side the little the sidebar about him doing things because of all the punk rock music he had been listening to pushing him Uh to like rebel against himself and actually like pursue Maggie Gyllenhaal's character. I liked that they attributed that to him listening to punk rock music. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Okay. So I, I figured you would mention the guitar scene, but I, I thought you were going to mention the specific color of his guitar that he picks because of its blue, like the the light blue color and other people in bands and popular bands that use that guitar color or bass color but you didn't so. Oh, you mean Blink 182? Yes. Yeah, there's a Tom DeLonge uh, strat that looks that's like a I, it's like a sea foam. Yeah, I was going to I just assumed you were going to do that and I even wrote it down. Yeah, I didn't so even I think about you, that. I owe you $5. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and then uh, my next like was I really like the little overlay stuff they put on everything. Like it's his own personal uh, HUD, uh, yeah, heads up display for those non gamers. Yeah, and uh, like it's in a video game. Like you know he 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 sees all those or you know all those cool things that like show the measurements or show whatever. Oh yeah, like the uh, amounts of hand soap that are in the dispenser. Yeah, <laughs> just all those things that just kind of crop up progressively throughout the film. I love that. And then I'll just fire off this quick one real quick. And then when he realizes he's being narrated, you can hear Emma Thompson's voice echoing like she's also in his bathroom, <laughs> which is really funny. That is funny. There was I something. Was... What was I listening to the other day? Oh, one of the new uh, Every Time I Die songs. He says uh-huh. uh, he says um, something about you put down your weapon and now he's got to talking about an, like an enemy that you're fighting in the song. But when he says. He said, you put down your weapon, and now he's got two. When he says, and now he's got two, it doubles the vocals on that. Yeah. And now he's got two part. Uh, so, yeah, I was there every cool. time I die, his new song did that uh, recently, where they, it was just a cool detail that I didn't notice the first time I listened to it. That's a side, yeah. that's a side track. I said the, the, the scene where he seduces her with his guitar playing, and they're making out on the couch. I said... Oh my gosh, that was some open mouth kissing, my lord. <laughs> they were they were going at it, dude. I was like I was watching, I was like, Jiminy Christmas. They're really uh really committed. Yeah. That is uh I had a joke, but I just forgot it. Anyways. <laughs> trying to inhale the soul out of his body, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> It's like when uh, uh, when uh, Andy Samberg and Isla Fisher kiss at the end of Hot Rod. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so like, <laughs> ah, Your ah. mouth was all like, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh. So in his ogling, she's like, you're, you're staring at my, you know, boobs. And he just says, his response is only as a member of the United States government. <laughs> I loved that line. I laughed so hard because he just delivers a deadpan and he's just like, you know, trying to play it off. Like, Oh, it wasn't actually me. It's just only as a member of the United States government. Love it. I love that line. So good. I wrote down finally Will Ferrell died. Oh, boo, because he didn't die. <laughs> was that your last like? No, I like Dustin okay. Hoffman. Uh, I was with Dustin Hoffman. I thought the first ending was better. I, I, yeah, I really like his character. I mean, he's just like, you need to die. But, you know, and Will Ferrell, the thing is, so his character was ready to die. Yeah, he was committed. I don't, yeah, he was, he read the ending. He's like, oh, I have to do this. Okay, I'm going to do it. And then I, I, well, I'll skip ahead to the end of my likes. It says, isn't that the type of man you want to keep around? I'm just like, that's a good line. You know, someone who knows he's going to die, but will go through with it anyway still to save the kid because he knew what was at stake. Yeah, he's like Tony Stark in Endgame. Yeah. I guess, Tony Stark, I guess Tony Stark didn't know what was going to happen. Dr. Strange did, but yeah, I think Tony Stark but, had a good And Dr. Idea. Strange is like, that's a risk I'm willing to take. You get to die for it. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you may die. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that, a risk. Yeah. That's a risk I'm willing to make. I wrote, the sentient watch is really cool. I would like a watch like that. No, you don't want any sentient robots on your person, dude. They'll kill you. Yeah, you ever watch Terminator? No, just to let me know, like, oh, look. No, you're going to get terminated so fast. My soulmate's right there. When Quick. Go ruin things real quick. When electronics go, when electronics go sentient, you're going to die so fast. And I'm okay with that. You're gonna get. You're gonna. Because there's a, not gonna be much else I can do. You're gonna get a, <laughs> a finger sword in the face from the T1000. Uh, okay, so side. This is a small rabbit trail on the note of a sentient watch. There's this old Dreamcast game called Shenmue, and Shenmue Two, where when you go to your pause menu, it's kind of like in Goldeneye, where you, you you look at your watch. Yeah. But with um, Shenmue. You can hit a trigger button and it makes the watch light up. So we would, me and my friend Casey would uh, pretend like the watch is talking to you. And so like every time we would like make the the watch like say words, we would light it up. So that's what that reminded me of. Just like <laughs> an old inside joke from an old Dreamcast game. Thank you for so sharing. Nice. Thank you for sharing an inside joke. No one else will understand, Jake. Well, I explained it so that people <laughs> will understand it. They, it won't be funny, but <laughs> when okay. Casey listens to this episode... He'll love that. So shout out to Casey. And then I also really like the camera angles. I was a little unsettled when he's brushing his teeth at the first one. I was like, Ugh. yeah, that's like that's like an anti Jake Spencer thing. But some of the other camera angles were funny to me. I, I mean, I really liked them. So, any, you got any more likes? No. Okay, so let me just start firing off the rest of mine because I really like it. And then I said. I, I personally felt that Will is really selling that emotional breakdown when he's just getting super frustrated with the voice in his head. And, you know, it's just and then I wrote, it's nice to see him in a non over the top comedic role and take a serious one. As you said, I like these roles a lot for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but I do. And then. At least at the beginning, Dustin Hoffman's character just drinks coffee all the time. I did notice that. I did notice that. In the that. bathroom, coffee. He even is like, hey, pass me my coffee. And then on the walk back to his office, refilling the coffee. And he In also his office, like, refilling he, his coffee. He also like speed eats that yogurt. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's and like, it's very he's watery like, yogurt. He's like stirring it and shoveling it into his mouth while he's trying to talk. And I'm just like, dude, just, just take five <laughs> just minutes, bro. Yeah. It's a but little, it's just like, a little it's cup just of coffee. yogurt. I wrote, bathroom, coffee. Walk back to the office, coffee. In the office, coffee. And then, yeah, he just got coffee all the time. And then he got to go back to the bathroom because of coffee. Coffee, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle for the uh, Professor Hilbert. And then I also love the line that he says, like, I want you to come back by Friday. And he's like, no, imminent. And then he's like, come back yeah. sooner than that. Like, <laughs> you could be dead by Friday, so come back sooner, please. <laughs> I love that line. And uh, his 23 questions are hilarious. King of the Trolls. So funny. I yeah, trying to figure out what books that he's not. What book to rule out. Yeah. And then, um, oh, and then, so you mentioned his, like, him being a boring one-dimensional character. And I said, his apartment looks like a hotel and it's showcasing his entire lack of personality. There's just nothing. It's just the bare basics, nothing. You know, the only thing that his apartment has any character in would be his closet. But even then, his wardrobe choices aren't really that eccentric. It's just a gray suit, you know, for the most part. And then just very plain personality that he kind of developed himself into probably over the, the course of his life. Yes. So that shows that. And then I said, super clever, bringing a baker flowers, F-L-U-R-S, instead of flowers, the plant. And then I wrote in all caps, game. Yeah, that was pretty smooth so, mood. Yeah. Smooth I was mood. just like, I was like, damn, that's good. I, I wouldn't think of that. So smooth then, criminal, that uh, I've got barrel. I've got a joke for you. Okay. Uh, Professor Hil- Hilbert says, Harold, she only writes tragedies. And then I write, at least she doesn't write sins, right? <laughs> oh, man. Whop, 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 whop. I'm not editing that out just because everybody's just going to go face, you know, face palm <laughs> when, they, when they hear, if they're familiar with the reference. And then I said, I'll be honest. I would have done the same thing to find the offer, uh, author if I had access to people's tax records. Abuse the system. Hey man, if you're if you're desperate and you know <laughs> that there's a way to find them, seems illegal. Do it. Seems illegal. It's, it's definitely illegal. <laughs> it's a hundred percent illegal to do that. But he was desperate, so I was just like, I get it. But yeah, and I thought his sad conversation with the professor at the end. You know, I thought it, I thought he did it really well. You know, he's just like, I don't want to die. You're telling me I have to. And then once he reads it, is when he comes to terms with everything. Yeah. So, anyways. Also, you hey, think you think IRL they're kicking him off that bus before taking him to the bus car wash? That was one of the things I was thinking. I was like, why would they? Uh, was he on the bus for over like sixteen hours or something? Was he just on it even? I mean, it was a pretty thick bus. It would uh, yeah. take a long time to read that book. Not a thick yeah. bus. It wasn't a thick bus. It was a thick book. <laughs> and then I, on that note i wrote he showed incredible patience with that book i would have just skipped straight to the end yeah dude just read the last the yellow pages the yellow pages yeah the rest of it the rest of it is just your life has been narrated to you up to this point yeah just read the four yellow pages and put, rip the band-aid off dude get over with all right well that is it for my likes you know i i mean i had a lot i intentionally wrote a little bit extra because you said you didn't write as much, but that's all right. All right. Well, 
Would you recommend this to a friend? I don't think so. For all the reasons I've said leading up to this, I don't really think I yeah. need to repeat them too much. No, um, Especially because I'm going to edit it out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a one long beep the whole time I'm talking. It's just, a, I mean, if you wouldn't have recommended this movie, like I said, I had no idea that it even existed. I would yeah. have probably continued down that path of not knowing that it existed, so I never would have watched it or even had it being on, like, a radar, probably. Yeah. So, um, I probably wouldn't. Like I said, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie. Yeah. I just didn't. Just not your thing. That's just okay. didn't hit. It just didn't hit for me. It didn't land for me. Fair enough. That works. And does it hold up in uh, 2021? <laughs> sure. We're all going. Yeah. We're all going to die. Let's just hope when it happens, we stay dead. <laughs> <laughs> and not wake up and be like, "Well, my sentient watch is now part of me." I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I know. You know, yeah, there was nothing in this movie that was problematic or bad or anything. Yeah. A lot of white people. Queen Latifah. Yeah. Queen Latifah's uh, in it. But she was just, not. She was just a small yeah, supporting she, character. Though. She's like she's like in the background of the movie, in the background of those scenes. Yeah. Um. They didn't really give her anything to do. Yeah. And like I said, make her the the bridge connecting all the mystical stuff. I don't know. It yeah. just that's I keep coming back. That's my biggest problem with this movie is I want to know why the stuff, all this stuff, what set it into motion. Yeah, that would be cool. And then, uh, I probably know the answer to this, but rewatchability. I'll probably never ever rewatch it. Yeah. I'll probably rewatch it every now and again. I still like this movie. A lot. Yeah, no, yeah, I just, I won't probably. I, I don't even rewatch. I mean, I really like Anchorman, and I haven't watched that movie in fifteen years. Yeah. You know, I just don't rewatch Will Ferrell. Have, have you seen Anchorman too? Yeah. <laughs> is much worse yeah <laughs> all right fun facts you have any yeah i have uh while filming will ferrell wore an earpiece that fed him emma thompson's narration lines in order to assist the other cast members in reacting more naturally to ferrell's seemingly non-sequitur lines yeah that's actually what a lot of people do in those types of movies like paul rudd wore uh, an earpiece thing when he was filming a uh, living with yourself that netflix show that came out last year mm-hmm. where he was like cloned but his clone yeah. didn't die yeah just check out that that tv show it's weird but it's good um, i had one i said harold's two co-workers the ones that always ask him about the calculations played by tj jagodowski and peter Graz, appear together in a series of commercials for the sonic bro drive-in the whole show. movie i was like i've seen these two sons yeah <laughs> I've seen They're these the two guys. guys. Where have I seen them? And I saw that fun fact. I was like, oh, it's those two idiots yeah, from the it's Sonic those guys. commercials. I only, I only recognize them from the, like, the chest up because they're in the yeah. car. Yeah, because they're in a car for every single one. Those cars are those commercials are so terrible. Oklahoma, <laughs> Sonic being like an Oklahoma property man, any Thunder game, any like college football Oklahoma game and Sonic commercials with those two dudes are all over it. It's yeah, it's very, I don't know how much they're of how prevalent they are across the nation on TV, but on Oklahoma, Oklahoma broadcast, dude, it's probably 
two times as I, much. It's crazy. I get Sonic commercials in Lompoc, and there's not a Sonic for about the nearest one is a two hour drive away. There's not even one in our county, so it's just like yeah, we we still get Sonic commercials. Two so hour still there. two hour drive for a foot long chili cheese coney for you, Jake. Yeah. Oh, and then you got another one. The name of Anna Pascal, who is Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, her bakery is named The Uprising, which I thought oh, was fun. That's clever. That's <laughs> I love when people have clever restaurant titles or whatever. And then, yeah, so you mentioned about Will Ferrell and Dustin Hoffman, and he makes references to him counting stuff. I'll just skip that one. Roger Ebert gave it a 3.5 out of 4 stars, stating the film was thought-provoking and moral, and that Quote, such an uncommonly intelligent film does not often get made, which requires us to enter the lives of those specific, quiet, sweet, worthy people. Unquote. And then he also praised Will Ferrell's performance, saying, Will Ferrell stars in another role showing that, like Steve Martin and Robin Williams, that he has dramatic gifts to equal his comedic talent. Hmm. And that's actually, that's high praise coming from Roger Ebert. Yeah, that guy doesn't like anything. Yeah, I know. Most of the stuff in mind we've already mentioned. Um, This was Marge Champion's last movie, and she would die some years later at 101 years old. Not because of old eggs. She was actually hit by a bus trying to save a kid. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) You had me in the first, well, 80%. I was just like, damn, dude. That's crazy. (laughs) No, I'm guessing uh, that's a psychiatrist. She was the only really old person in this movie. Oh yeah. She's also. I think she's in the Incredibles. Uh, she's one <laughs> of the characters in the Incredibles. She looks like that. Uh. Whatever. I can't remember her name. Sure. Exactly that, like that. The lady who makes all their suits. Yeah. She looks like that. That lady. The cigarettes that Emma Thompson are is smoking in this movie are American Spirits, and. I used to work with a guy that smoked exclusively American Spirits because they are 100% natural, whatever that means, and he claimed that they were more healthy for you. I said, that's weird. That's not how it works, bro. <laughs> that's like... You know, you're, paying, you're paying $2 extra per pack for 100% yeah. natural something that's going to kill you just the same, dog. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, I have I have no more fun facts. I thought there was a lot of, there was a lot of them, but they were all really long, and I just you know. I guess yeah, I'll throw this one in. The movie Harold sees in the theater after he's instructed to live his life as Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Yeah. A fun. Classic. That is a that is a stamped fun fact. Yeah. But no, I don't a... I don't have anything else, dog. That's it. Hmm. Sounds good, and I could not find anything about casting. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't yeah. see anything either. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see it either. So, I mean, uh, I guess you could run through like uh, the big, the big, the other big two comedic actors that done drama that have done drama roles in like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. Do you think either one of them would have done this role better than Will Ferrell? Jim Carrey for sure. Yeah. Uh, cause just cause, you know. Because the Truman Show, in a way, is similar, rather than it, it, it being a book, it's a TV show. Yeah, you know, so it's a, it's a very similar thing. How about we just change this to Would any of the Anchorman lead cast play this better than Will Ferrell? 
I think Paul Rudd would. Yeah, that was my first thought. Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd's really good at, at drama. Maybe, I know St- maybe Steve, Steve Carell has dipped into it. I know he's kind of hit or miss with his drama. I mean, his he did really um, well in Dan in real life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a few that he's done good. He plays that really sinister wrestling coach in that. Um, I don't remember what it's called. It was it's a, based on a true story. It was like okay. an Olympic Olympic wrestling uh, thing in the eighties. Interesting. He, he got that guy got arrested for sexually assaulting a bunch of wrestlers or something. But oh, Steve Carell plays that character, and it's oh. like it's like really like out of like off off the reservation for like a character Steve Carell would pre- like play gotcha. as. Yeah. So interesting, you know, movie choice for him. So I think he he could probably pull it off. I mean, his forty year old virgin character is similar to Will Ferrell's character in this movie. Obviously, the 40-year-old version one's a Judd Apatow character, so he's yeah. a little bit more comic book cartoonish, but yeah. same vein type of thing. He works a, a job that is kind of mundane at a at a store, doesn't really have any friends. Um, you know, is kind of scared to progress yeah. his life farther in some ways, so Steve Carell might have been able to do it. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Well... Uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, where can we be found on the social medias? Um, we can be found on Instagram and Facebook at H Y S T Podcast, and on Twitter at Seen This Have You. And then I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Ethan Tyler Wilson with no E in Tyler. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at at J-A-E-K Spencer. Also, if you like our show, we are on all major streaming networks that you could find podcasts on. And on Apple, if you would like to leave us a five-star review and a little comment, we'll read. But we appreciate that. And until next time, I'm Ethan Wilson. And, you know, stay safe. A lot of the United States is going to get snow this week, so... If you're out, if you're out driving around, you know, slow down. You don't want to get in one of those twenty car pileups. It's no bueno. So slow or in down. Texas, the hundred car pileup. Yeah, take your time. You know, your your job will understand if you're a few minutes late. Yeah. So, but yeah, stay safe. See ya, Jake here. Next week's movie is going to be Too Fast, Too Furious, which can be found on HBO Max or for rent on other streaming services. See ya. <laughs>